to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's going on? I'm so pumped for today's episode. This is such an important topic and one that I have been navigating in real time. So I can't wait to talk to you about it. We are going to be talking about the gestational diabetes glucose test that you have to take in your second trimester of pregnancy between weeks 24 and 28. Um, and what we're talking about is how I'm opting out of doing that and that there are alternatives and what the alternatives actually are and the reason why I'm opting out out of it because, well, first of all, we'll talk about exactly what it is. If like maybe you're trying to get pregnant, you don't know about it yet, or you're in your first trimester, you're not exactly sure yet. Like I'm going to go through exactly what the test is, what the ingredients are that are in it, why I'm opting out of it, like the normal ranges of it. We're going through all of it. And then I'm going to give you the alternatives and my current plan, because I think it's really important that we actually know that there are alternatives to some of these things. Sometimes, especially with pregnancy and things like, obviously you want to do everything that you can to support yourself and make sure a baby is safe. So a lot of times we just listen to, okay, the doctor says to get this test. The doctor says to get this vaccine. The doctor says to do this. Okay. Let me just do it because they know what they're talking about. They're in a white coat. They know how to keep my baby safe. So I'm just going to listen to them, but we have to question things. Like we have to do our own research and look into stuff and actually see if it's most beneficial to how we want to take care of ourselves and what the alternative options are. Because they don't just tell you alternative options and you have to bring it to their attention. So I'm going to talk to you about the conversation I have with my doctor, all the things. Okay. But before we get into that, I want to make sure you know about two things that I keep forgetting to tell you about. So number one is if you are someone right now who is trying to conceive, or maybe you're pregnant or postpartum, or honestly, you actually just want to know about non-toxic beauty products. I have a completely free pregnancy safe product recommendations guide of all the products that I recommend for as all different hair types, skin types, all the things. They're all organic. They're all non-toxic. I've cross-checked them on ewg.org, uh, which is the environmental working group. So a lot of times when people get pregnant, they're like, oh my God, are the products I'm using safe? Obviously, I recommend you switching them way before you're pregnant. Um, so I'll put that link in the show notes if you are interested in any beauty and household cleaning products that are non-toxic, that are either EWG verified or they're scored a one or two on EWG. Um, they are effective. Like I don't use all of them because some of them are for hair consistencies that I don't have, but I wanted to make sure it was really inclusive, but I researched all of them and they're all freaking amazing. So that will be in the link in the show notes. Secondly is I'm running a new program called flourish in your first trimester and beyond. And it's all about helping you if you are in your first trimester, or if you're planning on being in your first trimester soon, and you're actively trying to get pregnant, it's all about helping you nutritionally, physically, mentally through the first trimester. Because as you know, if you've been here for a while, I'm currently 25 weeks pregnant at the time that I'm recording this. And I recently was in my first trimester and know the ups and downs that come with all the questions that pop up, how you just want to be surrounded by people who actually get it, where you can ask these questions that you think are crazy. You're like, wait, 
Why am I so, why am I so tired? Is it safe to have sex? Is this protein powder okay to take? How should I be eating? I'm not really hungry. Is the baby getting enough nutrients? What about calcium? Like there's so many things. So of course we're going to get into the nitty gritty of nutritional stuff, how to eat to actually reduce your chances of gestational diabetes naturally, how to shift your nutrition from pre-pregnancy to pregnancy because it is very different. We're obviously talking about the hormonal shifts you're experiencing, how you can reduce nausea and constipation and um, like getting sick and all these things that come up, but really I created it because I want to have a space for women who get it, who are in their first trimester. So you could feel really supported because it can get really lonely in the first trimester since you really don't tell a lot of people yet. And some of you maybe don't have those people in your life. Like maybe you're the first of your friends to get pregnant or you're the last of your friends to get pregnant and you really just want to have that space. Or maybe you're trying to conceive right now and you want to be prepared for when you are in your first trimester. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that as well, but I wanted to make sure you knew about that before we got into today. Today's episode. Okay, let's dive in. Why I opted out of the gestational diabetes glucose test and what the alternatives are. So I have notes for all of this. I have links to it. I will put all the links for everything that I'm talking about in the show notes if you want to like dive deeper into any of the articles or anything like that. So the whole point of taking this glucose test is to see if you have gestational diabetes. Okay. Gestational diabetes is just if you have, if you, uh, formed, I guess is the word diabetes during pregnancy. It's a condition where a pregnant, I'm reading this exactly like the definition that it says of what it is. Okay. It's a condition where a pregnant person's body can't properly regulate the level of glucose, which is sugar in their blood. So it gets unhealthily high. This is mainly due to the hormones and weight gain of pregnancy and should go away after you deliver. I'm going to add to that. This could also be due to how you are or are are not properly pairing your foods together to reduce your chances of gestational diabetes. I've worked with women before who have had gestational diabetes. No joke, within two weeks, their numbers were cut in half and everything was fine. So there are ways to get around this, which is also why I'm not overly concerned about this test, but we'll get into that in a second. So the CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control, also estimates that about 2 to 10% of pregnant people develop gestational diabetes. So it's not a huge amount of people. Obviously, it's something to be cautious of, and we want to be again, doing things day in and day out, starting in your first trimester of how you're properly taking care of yourself to reduce your chances of getting gestational diabetes. Um, so the way that they test for this is by taking this glucose intolerance test, which is about between weeks 24 and 28 of pregnancy. Now, there are two different types of tests that your doctor may prescribe to you. The way that the one that they choose is usually just based off of the lab that they work with and just the one that your doctor recommends, right? So there's two different ones. One's called a one-step strategy and one's called a two-step strategy. Um, And they both involve having your blood drawn before and after you drink this sugary drink. Um, And the, the thing is of why I really don't love this in any way, shape, or form is you're purposely intaking an extremely high amount of sugar on an empty stomach to see how your body responds to it. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a hot second, you know I do not recommend having, first of all, high amounts of sugar without any fiber, without any protein with it or anything to stabilize your blood sugar. Not only do I not like the ingredients that are in this, which we're going to talk about, but it's going to cause a huge blood sugar crash. So you're not going to feel good after it. That's the whole other issue that I have with it. So 
the two types of different glucose tolerance tests. Again, there's the one step and there's the two step. Okay. So the difference between the one step and the two step is really just the amount of time you're going to be there drinking the drink, how many times you're getting your blood work after and the length of time in between it all. Okay. So you could look up the difference between the two. The point of this episode is really talking to you about what is in that sugary drink and what can happen before it, uh, sorry, what can happen to your body after it and the alternatives, whether it's the one step or the two step, you're still drinking that drink and it's still getting the same effects. Okay. So that is what we're really going to be focusing on. So the, the rules around taking this glucose drink to get accurate numbers on your blood test is that you can't eat anything. Like I just said, before you actually drink this drink or take this test and before your blood is drawn, because they need to determine your baseline blood sugar level without any food in it first then you drink the drink and then they test it again. So this again, I don't love because obviously depending on what time you get to the lab, what time appointment you have, this could be hours and hours and hours without eating. Um, and then you're going to be getting blood drawn, which your, you know, your blood is being taken. You don't have any food in, in you. You're taking a sugary drink. You're waiting hours after, and then you're getting your blood drawn again. And like, it's just a crazy amount of time without any food, especially when you're pregnant. Like, I don't understand why they don't come up with another way to do this because it's just, it's not something I want to do regardless if I was pregnant or not, but especially while I'm pregnant. So let's talk about what's inside this drink. It's called glucola is the drink that you drink during the, the test. Okay. Before, sorry, after you take your, la, 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 after you get your blood drawn, you drink this drink and these are the ingredients that are in it. And of course I will put a link below of where I got this information. Okay. So there's water dextrose, which is de-glucose from corn syrup. So pretty much it's like high fructose corn syrup, which is obviously not organic and non-GMO. And corn is one of the most GMO crops in the world. So you are intaking this GMO crop product at a high sugar level, citric acid, natural flavoring, food starch modified, glycerol ester of wood rosin. Don't even know what that is. Brominated soybean oil. Soy is also one of the highest um, pesticide and GMO crops. And again, this is obviously not organic and not, and not non-GMO. This brominated soybean oil is actually banned in Europe, Japan, and India. And it's actually also patented in the U.S. as a flame retardant. Okay. I'm going to link below where I got this information. Um, there's also food dye and coloring in it, such as yellow number six, sodium hexametaphosphate, BHA, and 0.10% of sodium benzoate, three. Okay. Now, I would never consume a food that has any of these things in it voluntarily before pregnancy or definitely not during pregnancy. So why would I want to consume this while I'm pregnant to see if I have gestational diabetes when there are, when, first of all, I know ways to prevent it beforehand. And if it did come up, ways to heal it. And also when there are other ways to track your glucose. Like it just doesn't make sense to me that this is what I would be consuming in a large amount. Now, the amount, but besides from the ingredients that are in there that are just, just horrible, you are intaking between 50 to 100 grams of sugar at a time. So again, depending on the concentration and the one step, two step, whatever it is, you're going to be consuming amount of sugar that ranges from 50 grams to 100 grams of sugar at one time. In case you don't know, four grams of sugar is one teaspoon. So I, I put this in the calculator because obviously I could not do this conversion math in my head. 50 grams of sugar is about 12 teaspoons of sugar. 
And 100 grams of sugar is about 24 teaspoons of sugar. You're having this on an empty stomach first thing in the morning with a non-organic GMO mix of shit with food dyes and all this stuff. So no, it is not a requirement. And yes, there are alternatives. Okay. So aside from having those ingredients, the side effects that you can get, because obviously your blood sugar is going to be rocketing sky high. Of course, we want to make sure it's not going too high. That's the whole point of taking the test, but whatever comes up must go down. So you're going to get a blood sugar crash after like that is a 100% going to happen. Some of the side effects that you can experience could be nausea, vomiting, bloating, diarrhea, headaches, dizziness, fatigue, like this is what can happen after. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to experience that ever, especially obviously sometimes it happens, you know, that's not like nothing's ever going to happen like that. But if I could prevent that from happening, why wouldn't I? And also this is just what we're experiencing. What is the baby experiencing when it is getting this high, high, high amount of sugar at one time on an empty stomach when it hasn't had any food, it hasn't had any nutrients for hours and hours and hours. Part of being pregnant and shifting nutrition is eating more frequently smaller meals because it helps with blood sugar and nausea and all of that. And because you just have less space, so you can't just like fit big meals in anymore, but also because it gives the baby nutrients throughout the day at different times, like not just like, okay, a bunch of nutrients, then none for a while, a bunch of nutrients, then none for a while. It just like spaces them out better. So you're going so long without giving the baby nutrients. And then you're giving them 50 to hundred grams of sugar along with all of these ingredients that are horrible. Like it just gets me so mad. So this is why I was like, I am not doing this. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm not doing it. I do know now. But when I first was like t- reading into this, I was like, I'm 100% not doing this. And obviously if you want to do this or you have done it, this is not me judging you. We clearly don't know this information. We were never taught about what's in it. We're just told this is what you have to do. So here it is. Um, but I just want to make sure that you feel empowered in your decision and that you have all the information and then you can make whatever decision feels best for you. If you have all this information, you're like, honestly, I'm just going to do it. Fine. That's totally totally your decision, but I want you to be able to have this information so you know what your actual options are. Okay. So that is what the test is all about. Now, the alternatives I'm going to give you, there are a few alternatives. One of them is a company called Fresh Test, which I have no affiliation to them whatsoever. I've never even purchased their um, products because again, I'm doing a different um, option, which I will talk to you about, but this is called Fresh Test and it is a company. I'll put the link below in case you're interested in this. It has this sugar in it. Like it's, you know, it's still for the idea of drinking the drink, getting your blood test, stuff like that, but it only has three ingredients in it and it's organic. It's non-GMO. It's gluten-free. It's BPA-free. It doesn't have any additives. It's all that stuff. Okay. So it still has like the high amount of sugar, but the, or the ingredients, for example, are like organic non-GMO dextrose. So at least it's organic and non-GMO. It's still obviously corn syrup and sugary, but at least it's organic and non-GMO crystallized lemon, organic mint, and that's it, right? Like that's all that's in there. Um, which is amazing. Okay. It still is going to give you that sugar spike and you still will feel probably shitty after because you're going to have that huge crash, but at least the ingredients are better. Okay. So that is an option. Um, and I'll talk to you about like how you could talk to your doctor and stuff like that, but I just want to give you the options first. So that's option. Number one is fresh test. And I'll put that link below for you. 
the other options of things that I've looked at are things that you could just eat instead of doing that. Like for example, you could do six ounces of orange juice and a banana. You could just do 12 straight ounces of orange juice. Obviously I would do organic. Um, you could do 28 jelly beans. I don't know where they got the number 28, but I saw on there 28 jelly beans. You could do a soda, like a natural soda or a drink that has 50 grams of total sugar. You could do pancakes with a half a cup of maple syrup. Um, these are some of the options that came up. And again, I'll put the link below so you could look into this. So there are different options. So what I want you to know is that, of course, this is still going to give you that sugar spike. It's still going to spike your blood sugar. You're still going to get the crash after, but you are at least not having to intake the ingredients that are in that glucola drink. Now, all this requires is you having a conversation with your doctor about these alternatives and making it known that you don't feel comfortable drinking this drink and what the alternatives are. So um, I'm going to talk to you about that conversation in a second, but there is one other option that I am personally doing. Even though the options of like, you know, orange juice and banana, like that could be organic or the fresh test, that's organic, like the ingredients are better. I personally know myself and I know my blood sugar and how it works. I I tend to have lower blood sugar than higher blood sugar. My blood sugar was a little bit low before pregnancy. Like I know that's how I trend. So first of all, going that many hours without food, I know how it affects me. It really messes me up for the whole rest of the day. I don't like the way I feel. It's just, it really doesn't work well for me. So I'm like, none of these options feel good to me. I don't want to do any of this. So what I'm going to do, which is another option, is getting a glucose monitor um, and you track your own glucose for two weeks. And then you could show your doctor what your numbers are for two weeks. And he could be like, okay, cool. You're good to go. Or, oh, okay. Actually these numbers are high. Like we need to do something about it. So that's what I'm personally going to do. Um, there are tons of different types of glucose monitors that you could purchase. One of them that's really good is levels. Um, it's like a, it's a wearable. It's really expensive though. I think it's like a little over $300 and I'm not going to be consistently taking it right now. So I'm like, I'm not going to choose that option. I'm choosing a different option. I think I saw it for, it was like 60 bucks on Amazon. I'm going to put it on the, um, in the show notes, you do have to prick your finger. It does take more effort because you have to take your blood sugar before you eat and after you eat. And it's going to take a lot more effort to do this for two weeks. Like this is not just like a one and done type of thing. Like you go into the clinic, you drink the drink and you're done. But I am cool with doing this and having more work required for these two weeks because I know it's better for my health because I'm more comfortable with doing that. And because I know it just is not in alignment for me to drink that drink and do that. Like I want, I'd rather do nothing than drink that. Like truly would rather do nothing and just not even know and know in my body that I'm fine. I don't have gestational diabetes, but I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to do the glucose monitor test. So that is what I am personally choosing doing. Um, now I I will go over the normal levels of the fasting blood blood glucose numbers one hour after eating, two hours after eating, three hours after eating, and then I'm going to talk to you about how to talk to your doctor about this, okay? So if you are doing the blood glucose monitor yourself, or even if you're doing the test, the normal levels that you want to look for for fasting blood glucose, meaning when you get, when you check your uh, glucose before you eat is 86 or lower, lower is what you want it to be. One hour after eating, you want it to be 140 or lower. Two hours after eating, 120 or lower. Three hours after eating, back to fasting level. Okay, so those are just some numbers if you want to like have that in your resources. Now, let's talk about the difficult part of talking to your healthcare provider about these alternatives because this, I literally just did this this week at the time I'm, I'm recording this. 
Um, I was at my 24 week checkup last week and she gave me the, I, I was seeing one of the nurse practitioners. I wasn't seeing my OBGYN. Um, we were just doing like a heart monitor test, a Doppler. It wasn't a sonogram or anything like that. So she gives me all this information for the blood glucose test. I knew right away that I was not going to be doing that and I was going to be looking into something else, but I didn't know exactly what at the time. So I just took the information and said, okay, cool. She's like, here's when you make the appointment between this date and this date. Da, da, da. I said, okay, great, whatever. And I left. Then I came home and I researched more of this and I was like, okay, I'm obviously not doing this. So I called my gyno and I'm going to be real with you. I was nervous. Like I really was nervous calling because I know that most people in the office are not calling about this. I know that I'm one of the quote unquote annoying patients. That was my thought. And then I was like, wait a second, Corinne, you're not annoying. You are advocating for yourself. You're doing what's best for you. This is not hindering him in any way, shape or form. He's not the one that's even performing the test. It, it doesn't matter to, to his day to day what you decide to do. It's your body. It's your baby. You get to decide what you are most comfortable with. And we can't allow the fear of just like having to listen to authority or just be easy, be a nice and easy patient. Don't be annoying. Don't make it more difficult for other people. Like F that shit. That is not how we have to go through our lives, especially when it comes to your pregnancy and your baby. And especially if obviously you're listening to this podcast, you want to do things in a holistic way. You want to do alternative natural things. Most often you're going to come up against this. You're going to have to have these hard conversations. You're going to come up against some resistance and we have to just be empowered enough and know that I'm not just saying like, oh, F it, I don't want to do it. Like, I know the reasons why I don't want to do it. I know the reasons what the alternatives I can do. And I also know that I don't have just seasonal diabetes, but I also know that if I do, I know exactly how to support myself through it. I've helped other women get out of that situation. So I know how to do it myself. So we have to just be educated and empowered and not let that fear stop us. So I was nervous. I'm not going to lie to you, but I called. I was like, okay, I'm nervous, but I'm obviously doing this. So I talked to the receptionist and I said, Hey, I just want to talk to my doctor about, um, opting out of the blood glucose test and talking to him about some alternatives. And literally her response was what alternatives? I said, yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable taking this. I would like to do something different. And she was like, okay. Like she was so confused. Literally, 100% was the first person that's ever said this to her. <laughs> maybe not in the office, maybe another secretary heard it from someone else, but she had definitely never heard of this with her response. She's like, um, okay, he's not in today. Like I'll have him call you back, whatever. I said, okay. Um, my doctor called me back. I wasn't able to answer. So he left me a message and he said, Hey, Corinne, he knows, he knows I'm holistic nutritionist. He knows I'm plant-based. Like he knows my vibe. So he just, he left me a message. He said, Hey, Corinne, totally fine. Like no problem. He said, I'm going to be seeing you at 28 weeks. If you have any questions and you want to talk about anything before then just call me. Otherwise we'll just talk about it at your next appointment. Like not a problem. I was like, okay, cool. Like clearly he's not worried about it. If he said I could wait till I just come into my next appointment. So I didn't even have to talk to him about the alternative that I was thinking of, but I did call back today, actually, at the time I was recording this, just to tell him like, Hey, I was thinking of getting this glucose monitor. Um, if he just, he might say like, you don't even need to do it based off of your previous blood work. In that case, I won't even get the glucose monitor. So I'm going to wait to purchase it until I talk to him. But that's why I was like, I don't want to wait to my 28 week checkup. I'm going to just call him, actually get him on the phone and say, this is what my plan is. Is this like, you know, something you think I should do? Or do you think I could just totally opt out? Um, if he says I could totally opt out, then I'm not even going to get the monitor because I know like we're, we're all good. But if he's like, no, I would like to see the numbers, then I'll get it. So that is my plan. Now, what 
I want you to take out of this is number one, to ask yourself if you are pregnant right now, or if you're going to be pregnant to just educate yourself on these topics. So you know that you have other options. That is the biggest thing I want you to get out of this is that there's always another option. If something doesn't feel good to you, whether it's drinking this drink, whether it's getting a vaccine, whether it's um, giving your child a shot, whether it's taking a medication while you're pregnant, like whatever it is, there's always another way. There's always an alternative and you have the right to look into that and you have the right to speak up without feeling like you're being annoying, without feeling like you are, you know, being this like un, uh, like cooperative patient or feeling like, Oh, I'm not doing something right. Like you are, you're educating yourself and you have to stand up for yourself and do what's best for you and your baby, whatever feels best for you. And if your doctor isn't as like, you know, cool with this stuff as my doctor is like, you could fire your doctor and you could find somebody else. Ultimately you don't get bullied into doing something that you don't want to do just because your doctor says you have to, when you do not have to. And I'm not telling you to just like opt out. Obviously I don't know your specific situation. It is really important to make sure that your blood sugar is stable during pregnancy and that you don't have gestational diabetes. Like it's very, very important to do that, which is obviously why in the first, the flourish in your first trimester program, I'm talking to you about how to not only eat in your first trimester, but throughout your pregnancy so that you can reduce your chances of this and know how to support your blood sugar. I've talked about supporting your blood sugar, you know, even in just the mind your hormones about that all the time because it's so important. So I'm not just telling you like, oh, F it, you don't need to get tested. Like you're fine. Like, no, it is extremely important to know that your blood sugar is balanced out. But I want you to know there are other options and that there are other things that you could do to track that and to test it. And that there are also things to do to prevent it or to reduce your chances of getting it. Or if you do have it to get yourself out of it and in a natural way, okay, without going on medication or anything like that. Because that's another thing is the clients that have come to me who have gestational diabetes are like, I don't want to go on medication for this. I'm like, girl, I got you. Don't worry about it. Okay. We're, we're going to handle this. So just know there are other options. I know there was so much information in here. I'm going to put every link that I talked about in the show notes. My main thing that I want you to get out of this is to trust your instincts with this. Do what feels best for you. Read about it. Feel confident talking to your care provider about this and, you know, message me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. If you're like, Corinne, I'm going to go talk to my doctor. I'm nervous. Like if you need a little pep talk, like I got you. Okay. Because I want you to do what's best for you. I don't want you to feel bullied into doing something or know that, or feel like there aren't any other options because there are. Okay. So I'll put all this in the show notes for you. I will keep you posted on what ends up happening with my, you know, situation. If I do the glucose monitor or whatever, which I'm probably going to, I'll let you know what my numbers were. Like maybe I'll do a whole other podcast episode on it. If you want to hear about that, let me know. Okay. Um, I'll also put in the show notes, the pregnancy safe product guide that I talked about and the link for flourish in your first trimester and beyond whoever is interested in that, that will all be there. Woo. I'm out of breath. That was, that was a lot, but I love you. I hope that this resonated with you. Please reach out to me and let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you do have a friend or a family member or someone who's pregnant, please share this with them. It's so important to know what other options that we have because your doctors are going to tell you about it. Let's be honest. Okay. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or 
post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.